Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering The Eighth Night, which I believe is another Netflix exclusive. Yes. Okay. And, and it's another Korean one. Yes, it's another Korean one. So we, we are trying to vary all of the countries that we're, you know, watching movies from, but... Um, is a big place. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So today I am doing our favorite, the Plum Deluxe. Or wait, oh man, I, rem I remembered I switched up <laughs> what she was going to do. <laughs> I decided to go with a non-caffeinated tea. So I was originally going to do Reading Nook. But then I just, I felt in my body, I'm like, oh no, we've had way too much caffeine today. So instead, I went with the caffeine-free tea, which is the buttery shortbread herbal tea. It's got honey bush tea, cocoa peel, or cacao peel, however you pronounce that, blackberry leaves, and flavor essences. And that one's still the Plum Deluxe, right? Yes, it is still Plum oh, Deluxe. Yeah. Non-caffeinated Plum Deluxe. <laughs> and I, again, am drinking Bigelow's Perfectly Mint Classic Tea. Ooh. It's got black tea and spearmint. Yeah. It's all you need sometimes. Yes. Just small boost, small, small boost of caffeine. And still extremely refreshing with the mint. Yes. So. Thank you, as always, Plum Deluxe, for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. You'd think after saying this intro 50 billion times, I wouldn't trip over my words, but... I've been tripping over the outros lately anyway, so it's all good. Yeah. Join me. <laughs> uh, but for the summary, it's... Hmm, how do you explain Do you want me to... I got a fairly quick way. Okay, Buddha defeats demon that has two different color eyes. Puts two different color eyes in two separate stone boxes. kind of boxes mm -hmm. that only certain people can open. Or supposedly can only open the black one. The red one can be opened by anyone. Hides them in two separate places. Black eye goes to monk place in the mountains. Red eye goes in the middle of the freaking desert. <laughs> way out somewhere to be left alone. <laughs> Professor finds Red Eye, gets shunned by community, opens Red Eye, pours a bunch of blood in from a meditation group from a bunch of people that had attempted suicide. And that marks those people by the Red Eye for who to possess. It possesses seven people and has to possess somebody in particular on the eighth night for it to unleash hell on earth basically yeah a particular monk it's like a descendant of a temple virgin I think. yeah yeah supposed to bless the virgin shaman oh. and we'll get into that later <laughs> and there is a guy that was a monk 
didn't actually go through with the full ordained ceremony or whatever. So he's not actually a monk. That plays a role later. <laughs> he is supposed to kill the the last person that's supposed to be possessed, the virgin shaman, before they're possessed to break the chain so they can't unleash hell on earth. And the one who tells him that is a kid that was at the monastery. So the movie is about them trying to prevent an eye from taking over and unleashing hell on earth. There is also a detective trying to figure out what's going on as well and thinks the monk dude, non-monk, is the actual killer and gets in the way toward the end. Yep. But essentially serves no purpose. We'll get to that later as well. Yep. But entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie, for those who have been listening for a while, knows that it's pretty rare that a movie is below a five for me. But in this case, this movie is going to be a 4.5, mainly because it had an interesting story and I feel like it had a lot of potential, but it just, it fell flat. I feel gypped. Yeah, like it, it was a really cool, interesting concept, but it just, it felt like it dragged on and on. And the the moments that were supposed to be tense were just like, come on, just like, end it already. <laughs> yeah, and the bits they showed on Netflix is like the preview seem kind of like a bait and switch Mm -hmm. yeah i hate when trailers do that but yeah it's like the the detective that just mentioned honestly whenever he was on screen that was when i was most interested in the movie and i really wish that they had almost made it like a detective meets you know magic type of story where it's like he's trying to figure out who the murderer is but he keeps seeing all of this you know it's just weird these deaths are odd yeah he just keeps seeing like weird mystical stuff happening he's like what the heck's going on and then him like either like meeting the the ex-monk or or whatever and finding out about the the powers or it's like i feel like that would have been a lot more interesting (laughs) Then them maybe it's because they just very straight out just tell the audience exactly what's going on and then you're just watching the ride. But yeah. it's like it's not really a ride when you know what's going on. It's kind of like, okay, another movie that actually did this well where they counted down the days is The Ring or Ringu. And that one was really interesting because as each day passed, the main characters unraveled more and more of the mystery and what happened. And then on top of that, on top of them actually figuring out what was happening, at the end, there was still no guarantee that they were going to survive. It was a mystery on whether or not they had all the clues that they needed. And I feel like this could have been a really great opportunity to replicate something like that. But it's like, it just, it just counted up the days and you're just like, come on. Like it almost, it almost made it feel like it dragged out more. It was an almost two hour long movie and you felt every minute of it. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like either either focus on the de- the detective and have him unravel the the mystery and just throw out the counting of the days out the window. Like he just so happens to stumble upon the fact that's the eighth day, and then you know it goes to the climax from there. Or, you know, if you want to focus on the monks, maybe have them less knowledgeable about it because it is a really ancient, you know, story. And, you know, it happened obviously like thousands of years ago. So why not have the monks each day that you're counting down slowly figure out what's happening until the eighth day? That just seems so much more interesting than just giving everything to us and then just having us sit back and watch with all of the knowledge that we need. Um, But I will say that I at least appreciated them bringing in some twist to the end where, you know, the, the older guy thought that the demon was coming after him and then come to find out it was the younger guy. Though whenever it got close to that scene, I kind of saw that coming but it was at least interesting that they, you know, tried to change it up a bit. I feel like it was a cop out, but we'll get to that in the realism scale. Yeah. And then the effects were okay. They weren't they weren't absolutely terrible. They weren't amazing. They were just blah. But there was some creepy moments in the movie, like with the smiling girl. And um, the the eye them itself looked pretty qu- creepy, especially the red one. Yeah, just just okay effects. Just overall, I feel like this movie had so much more potential. And the 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 beginning started off fairly interesting and then like I said all of the cop scenes were pretty good. But then it just as you watch on, you're like you're just waiting for the movie to end. And it's like I hate I hate feeling like that in a movie. I just feel like there was so much more that they could have done. But that, that's me. Yeah, this movie is kind of one big blah. Yeah. Which is extremely disappointing because, again, the the previews that I had seen from it made it look like it was going to be an actual horror film and that it was mostly going to follow the detective. So that looked really, really interesting and kind of spoopy. Mm-hmm. And I was all for it. So to to come into this movie with that view and to get what we got, which was a very slow, boring movie (laughs) that with a lot of extra time wasting stuff that didn't really feel necessary at all. It just it was very disappointing. Yeah, it felt like a lot of the scenes they were just trying to drag out the movie longer rather than serving a purpose. Which you don't really need. Honestly, they could have probably made it an hour long and it would have been better. Even keeping most of the same stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So I give it a four, honestly. Like, it could have easily been better, but there were just so many missed opportunities with it. And it just fell so short on every level that I just, I don't care about this movie at all. Yeah. It wasn't horrible. We've definitely seen far worse. Yeah. We've even seen weirder. And the effects weren't awful. They weren't great. But some of the things they did worked. And other things were just kind of eh. Like you, you kind of skimped on this. But whatever. So it was just a mixed bag of eh. Yeah. It's forgettable. 
is very forgettable. Like if it was in English, you could easily have it on in the background and completely ignore it. That's honestly kind of how it is. A lot of the characters, they try to flesh them out, but you find yourself wondering why you should care. Yeah. They just are flat and kind of there. Yeah. You want to care about the kid, but you don't really know much about the kid. <laughs> He's just kind of goofy and fails at being a monk, but he's still technically a monk. <laughs> he's just a nice kid. Yeah. Very happy-go-lucky. But it's also, again, just kind of eh. <laughs> the detective, I feel like, was the most interesting one, but we don't know much about him. Yeah. They didn't show him that much. The scenes that they did give him were good and interesting, and I wish they showed more of him, especially considering that's what they showed in the preview that I saw, but, <laughs> well... <laughs> Overall, it's just the story itself is a little bit confusing, like how different characters connect. Yeah, because at one point it almost seems like they're trying to imply the the ghost girl was his mom because he said she seemed familiar to him. But I don't think that was actually the case because the timeline wouldn't work. Yeah, I don't know. So... They they don't really go into enough depth where they should, and they go into too much detail on other things that you really just don't care about. So, yeah. and they take way too long with certain scenes of like them eating, and him failing at you know picking out the meat or you know just telling them all together no meat would have been easier, but it's just. It's just a letdown of a movie, honestly. Yeah. So, and very inconsistent. But we'll get to that as well. Realism. Yeah. So. Well, so for realism, this one's a toughie. Just because it is, it's just such a blah movie that you're like, what did I just see? And it's really hard to like break down what, what you just saw. <laughs> well, your brain kind of glazes over in the movie. It, yeah. So it's hard to do the realism scale because it's really, really easy to zone out <laughs> during. The yeah, it's like we were both yawning. You were falling, falling asleep. asleep. I was kind of dozing a little bit. Like it was hard paying yeah. attention to this movie. But for for realism, I think I will rate this a three point five. Just the well, first the whole concept about like anyone can open the red eye box while only certain people can open the the box with the black eye in it. It's like, th that seems like a flawed plan. It's like, why not have two boxes where it's impossible for either one to be opened? I think it was because the red eye went in willingly. Mm. It was unable to be sealed completely. Okay. And it could only be opened on the lunar eclipse, the red moon. It's like, it's still but, like, yeah. it just feels like a flawed plan. And I mean, okay. I don't know this, this lore's magic. So maybe it's just a misunderstanding of what it was. It actually Buddha that like locked it away. Yep. Okay. It's like, I don't know the limitations, if any limitations that Buddha has, but I'm just saying that in or looking at this lore with anything possible, it just it just seems like a flawed plan. I guess it's kind of like Pandora's box, where you're like, that didn't seem like a, a too good idea. <laughs> but okay. 
Well, yeah, especially when the professor's like, you're calling me a fraud? Fine, I'll open up a Hellgate. Yeah, That'll that Yeah, that seemed very extreme. Like, that that was definitely, like, one of the, the least realistic. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like you're literally willing to unleash hell upon Earth because... Yeah people didn't agree with you yeah that's a problem <laughs> you need to go to therapy and <laughs> and uh unpack there yeah yeah and then i didn't really understand the former monk's motivation it was like i can understand that he wanted like revenge on the the kid like, they mentioned, like, at the end of the movie how he, like, wanted revenge because his mother, like, killed his family or or, or something. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of decides that he doesn't want to actually have revenge. And But it's like, it all happens in one quick scene, and it doesn't really make sense. It's like, I don't really understand that quick of progression with him. So Yeah, earlier in the movie, it had showed that he had tried to hurt the kid, but he couldn't actually bring himself to kill the kid. Mm-hmm. So he left the monastery and never got ordained. Oh. And later, when the kid was possessed, it, it, it we're made to believe the demon tried to offer him a chance to get his revenge again. Yeah, and he's like, no. And he's like, no. <laughs> don't need to and he draws the ohm symbol in his own blood on the kid's face to expel the eye from the kid yeah it's like maybe that that's more of a a failure of the movie itself for fleshing out that character arc but for the realism it just seemed kind of quick or yeah. random and not really a lot of relevance. Like, I felt bad because it's like, I wanted to care that the former monk was going to die. And I mean, the kid definitely seemed upset about it. But I just was like, okay. <laughs> like, I was probably more upset that the detective got killed. But I mean, the detective yeah, was... He was basically completely pointless. Yeah. I mean, especially in that scene. Like, why <laughs> did they... They didn't even need to have him there. It, it was only so that the kid could be possessed by the eye. Yeah. That was it. That was the only reason. Yeah, so there, there's just a lot of things that stretch the realm of reality. And I'm sorry, I, I wish I had more detail. But this movie, like we said, makes, makes your brain go blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would give it a three and a half as well. I'm going samesies. <laughs> samesies. It really does make your brain check out <laughs> in this movie. They don't really tell you enough to to really reconcile the timelines of anything. Yeah. And a lot of the the detective work is kind of all over the place. What little they show of it, they're mostly just like following body to body. Yeah locations and he only knows like the main patterns even though he should know it because he's a detective he notices it from the map that ex-monk dude dropped Mm -hmm. so um, it was a little odd there also they're not very they're very vague 
on why or what kind of people the eye can possess. Yeah. In the legend itself, it sounds like there's not really a rhyme or reason to it. They can just possess whoever. If you just listen to the story itself, and it's really the main last one that's important. Yeah. But in the movie, like what's actually happening is they're possessing or the eye is possessing these people from that meditation group who all had attempted suicide. And then it's supposed to possess the virgin shaman, but it never actually tries to possess the virgin shaman, which is the older disheveled lady at the house that they were at. Instead, it decides to possess the kid monk and then it decides to jump to X monk even though earlier it made it sound like it couldn't possess the X monk that it wasn't he wasn't the right dude but I guess that was the spell or whatever that the monk did to expel him from the kid yeah so be consistent still, because if he couldn't jump to him before, why did he jump to him then? Yeah, Should have just true. been an eyeball on the ground <laughs> or floating or whatever. It's a magic eye, magic demonic eye. And also, Kid Monk, while possessed, did open the other box, stone box of the black eye. And we never once saw black eye. So <laughs> like the apocalypse was started. And then it was just the red eye that got pulled into ex-monk dude. And then the kid finished it with the axe. So I feel like that was extremely convenient and confusing and inconsistent. Also, if that can expel it, like that symbol or spell can expel it and the charm can harm it. Why weren't they using those more frequently? Yeah, Because they came across the eye and other people a few times. And they never once tried to use that symbol against it. Yeah. It was only at the end. Only at the end. But okay. Also, if you know who the last person is that's going to be possessed, why do you have to kill them? If they have to be possessed within a certain amount of time, then they could just get the hell out of Dodge. Just hide them away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get far enough away that the eye can't travel in that amount of time. Keep moving and keep mostly hidden. Yeah, like take a Problem take called. a week cruise. <laughs> and if they're that important of a person, they're going to keep tabs on them. They're not going to be like, oh, crap, we need to find her. We don't know where she is. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're going to know exactly where she is. Mm -hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> so it just didn't make that much sense now the effects for the most part were fairly realistic apart from you know the bodies being modified for no reason you just kind of chalk that up to demon eye or juice I, <laughs> I do appreciate that the corpses when they were examining them had like a a concave area where the eye was in their head that was creepy I feel like they should have made more use of that because in especially the girl, like her cheek opened up, but then it would close up and heal. Yeah. I feel like it should have stayed open and grotesque. Yeah, and or like the the young monk, like you could see that he had a, a mark on his forehead at <laughs> the end of the movie, which I appreciated. Yeah. 
So why didn't the other people? Yeah. Rude. <laughs> rude. <laughs> yes, I'm calling the effect people rude for being inconsistent. <laughs> uh. So that's my take on it. It's just a bunch of fails and letdowns and missed opportunities. Yeah, I. Oppo. Yeah, I feel like this one is okay skipping. Yes. I mean, like, it's interesting lore, but the execution, I feel like there's so many other movies that do this kind of lore a lot better and make it a lot more interesting. So I kind of am hoping that maybe they'll redo it sometime. Yeah. Even if they stuck with the main story itself, the lore itself... That would have been fine, but they could have done it so much better even using that story of Buddha and the demon. Yeah. With the multicolored eyes. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. But thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And please comment on what you thought of the movie. And I'd also be interested if... You know, if you agree what we said on what would make it more interesting or if you have any of your own ideas on what you think would make this movie more entertaining. Um, But if you would like to recommend a movie, game, or tea and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. If you'd like to support us monetarily, we do have a Teespring and a PayPal or we have our affiliate link for Plum Deluxe. It does not affect the price of the tea, but it does allow us to continue to do what we love. You can find all of the sites mentioned linked down below, but until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spooky. Bye. Bye!